I'm really curious on what you were doing with with Corridor Crew. It, we were done so fast, like with that small team. We we did like like the episode so so quickly. Like it was crazy because I thought like this is gonna take a few months. I don't think it even took a month. Like I think a few it took a few weeks and we were already done. It's crazy how fast. And it just it's just like a testament of like where this can lead. Hello and welcome to AI Expressed, the creative first AI podcast where we talk about the pertinent news issues for creatives and then dive deeper into a topic. Last uh, episode, we went over AI agents and the impact that they're going to have on the landscape of how we interact with work and society. Um, today, we're going deep into AI video. This is uh, a very interesting topic. We have a special guest, Enigmatic E, aka Eric. Hey, hey. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. So let's kick things off in the news. Uh, what do we have today, Alex, in regards to uh, the latest AI news? So I guess the first piece of news is the one that is on the mouth of everyone at this, at this point, which is that uh, the whole debacle of Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, leaving and then coming back. Uh, during this, uh, you know, soap opera, of course, there, there's been many, many rumors of why he was fired. And amongst those, the most, promi the most prominent was the, the one saying that he was fired because he was pushing for the development of, of um, new breakthrough in, uh, in machine learning, thanks to this new algorithm called QSTAR. So this is the this is the main the main rumor that basically sees him like pushing this uh, huge development, uh, whilst the rest of the company or at least the board uh, tries to slow down this um, these de these developments in fear of, you know, affecting ne negatively uh, the the economy because if you release something like that, uh, it might have a, an impact on uh, on people's life. Uh, this is all rumors, but the thing is that basically the news is that he kind of confirmed this in a recent interview. He confirmed that the information that was spreading about this, uh, you know, sci-fi algorithm was actually a leak. And just by saying, you know, it's a leak and it's not just a rumor, it in a way confirms it. It still doesn't confirm it, you know, you know uh, completely, but the fact that he used that specific wording uh, might say something about the reality of the of the story yeah and and q star was just like terribly named because now of course the conspiracy theorists are going wild um but uh q star is basically a reinforcement learning algorithm q learning has been around in ai for quite a while it's nothing new um but basically it's to reward it's like an algorithm that assigns rewards to different states and actions there's no model or anything with it it's just an algorithm um but uh yeah, no one really knows how they were using it. There's been some rumors about like math or science or getting accurate answers, but no one really knows. My guess is uh, they were building something for the individual users, uh, you know, to like have it learn on their inputs. And that's when they found some sort of breakthrough. But we don't know. We'll see what happens in the meantime. In other news, LM Studio has been making some waves in the open source model movement. Uh, it's a new platform that has all the tools to download uh, the latest in open source models, easy to access APIs and other advanced tooling, plus a shiny, nice interface, which is always uh, great. It is not open source, however, it is a closed source platform. Um, so uh, yeah, feel free to check that one out. 
Amazon surprised everyone with the, the release of their own image generation tool during a keynote, the Amazon reInvent, which is mostly AWS focused, so uh, server services and cloud services. They just slotted in the reveal of this image generation tool, which uh, they claim it's competitive with uh, some of the, you know, the best performing models on the market. Um, we haven't seen much about it and we're curious to see if these claims are actually true or not. Uh, Runway ML released Motion Brush. Essentially, this is like uh, you can mask a certain area and it will move. Had some very impressive uh, stuff that I've seen on Twitter. In this regard, it seems like a great tool. I have no doubt that uh, open source AI video stuff will be following soon. On the same notes, in terms of uh, image to video, Pika Labs released Pika 1.0. Uh, which is uh, still a bit mysterious because uh, it's still in limited, in limited access and I don't know many people who actually managed to try it. The concept is basically uh, the way they, they, they market it is the idea of idea, idea to video uh, because it's not just image to video, but it's actually multimodal apparently. I don't know exactly how, but you're supposedly able to put either you know images or text and get a video out of it. That's why it's called idea to video because you can put anything into it and some kind of like generated video will come out on the other end. Uh, the concept is very interesting and uh, we're very excited to see how it performs. Something that was really interesting to see recently was um, HeyGen, uh, this company uh, that specializes in the creation of uh, AI avatars. And basically, it's just like this platform where you can um, you can uh, generate an avatar of yourself based on recordings that you already own, and it will enable you to basically prompt yourself like a text or something you say, and have it uh, you know say it as you would you know how yeah how realistic these uh, these avatars are and how accurate they are. It's very striking, and it's the first time I see an avatar that is so uh, accurate in terms of uh, rep reproducing the original person's uh, likeness. That's why it's interesting. Stability had a huge swath of releases. Um, Emad went on and said, do I do it all at once or one at a time? And uh, he's been releasing them one at a time so far. Uh, he's got apparently five releases, and so far he's released a couple of them. So the first one is uh, Stable Video Diffusion, which is a huge update for open source video creation. Uh, we'll be diving into it quite a bit the, uh, today, just going over what you can do with it. It's a new tool, so the tooling is not quite there yet. This is a follow stability's sort of uh, release the open source model, do the hard work of the foundation model, and then have the open source community figure out ways to use it, which has worked quite well in the past. Uh, but it can make short clips similar to Runway's Gen 2. Also, SDXL Turbo was the next release. This is a 512x based model, although it can be fine-tuned up to 1024 by 1024 and it's incredibly fast. So with one step image generation, uh, you can create images. Uh, people have been making them almost real time as fast as you can type. And uh, right now it's available for uh, research purposes, namely uh, stable video diffusion, uh, non-commercial licensing, but you can try it out and then there will be an open source release later. Uh, well, there was also some other concerns from stability. Um, you know, Alex, we talked about this earlier. There was a rumor that stability was trying to get acquired. You, 
You had some yeah. thoughts on that? So this is, I think it's, it's interesting to frame it also in terms of the fact that EMAD announced that uh, they are intending to, to start a membership plan in which companies or individuals in the future to be able to use their models will have to pay a subscription, uh, at least if they do it for commercial purposes. And this basically, you know, it's certainly going to change the way uh, the, the, the AI community now uses uh, generative software in general, because anyone who wants to use stable diffusion, any of the stable products to any commercial purpose should, in theory, pay some kind of fee. This fee, he declared, will be, will be on the basis of how much money you make with the tool, basically. So I don't know how they're actually going to pull this out to make a calculation on how much you gain and how much you pay. Because he said, for example, if you're an indie, uh, if you're an indie developer or an indie artist, you're not going to pay as much as a company who makes $3 billion. It's just inter interesting to see in the future how they're going to actually manage to, to make this kind of tiering, which I think is going to be very complicated. And to go back well, to actually, what... Actually, he's sort of said on Twitter that um, he's going to make it just a flat fee. Um, I think that in the, the shockwaves that the Unity license change brought to the industry, um, he's a, probably a little cautious to make a, a big uh, statement like that. Um, I believe that originally they were talking about $100 a month, uh, but then later on it was $20 a month for under $1 million of uh, revenue. So probably not that bad. And you keep getting um, the latest advances. I mean, there's a 3D model coming soon from Stability. There's lots of cool stuff. Um, so I'm interested to see how they shift that. Um, you know, definitely, you know, they have their own services, consulting, things that they're offering to enterprise as well. But they sort of want to make a business-friendly model. Um, so, yeah, it'll yeah, be interesting and, and, to see how that uh, rolls out. And this, of course, because, you know, when you start to talk about money, of course, immediately, especially if you come from a free uh, business model, it, it raises controversy, and this is amidst uh, amidst like other controversies that you were, you know, uh, hinting about before, which is the fact that Stability CEO Imad has been caught in the middle of a lot of rumors and uh, and um, accusations of being a liar uh, in many aspects of his life and his business. Uh, there was a, a full Forbes uh, report expose in which basically all the lies he supposedly said in the last, I don't know, five years are listed. Uh, of course, these are all rumors, but and we don't know if it's actually true or not. Uh, but it's just interesting to see everything happening all at once, you know, like releasing all these models, uh, making these controversial declarations about, you know, a, a future paid uh, model and also these rumors about him coming out. Like, it sounds like everything is happening all at once for Stability AI. Well, I mean, that Forbes article came out a few months ago. It did seem like a hit piece specifically. Um, you know, I mean, it just was so targeted. Um, and then he uh, did publicly respond to all those, refuting them, bringing in external sources and so forth. So um, it is interesting to kind of see where he sits. I mean, previously he was a hedge fund manager, right? So he wasn't a uh, AI researcher in that regard. But uh, yeah, I mean, there were rumors that perhaps Stability was looking to be acquired. Uh, he, you know, went on to Twitter to refute those claims as well. And uh, he's definitely feeling the pressure from the investors, which is why he um, 
he went on to uh, probably launch this membership plan, get some more revenue, you know, keep people happy. I do think he wants to keep building models and uh, that's where he's going to be. He's had some great success with that so far. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. how things develop. Yeah. And talking about models, I guess we should start talking about uh, the new models. <laughs> video, video, the state of AI video. Well, we have a special guest here today, Enigmatic E, um, who is one of the forefront in creating awesome video content. You have a lot of great tutorials on your YouTube channel, uh, which we'll link in the comments. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear about how you got into video, AI video, and um, what you think of it. Uh, well, I got into video because uh, I started to do videography, like weddings and stuff like that. Uh, right after college, I went to school for audio digital technology. I just found out while I was going to school that there's not a lot of uh, opportunities for uh, audio engineers as, as much as there used to be. So I had to kind of pivot and find something that um, I still enjoyed and, uh, you know, still can use some creativity. And that was through video. And so I started to apply some of that stuff that I learned in school into the video and like into sound design and all these things. And so I just saw when I started seeing stuff like AI stuff on on like Instagram that I thought like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I want to learn how to do this. And uh, back then, uh, the one that I started use, the thing I started to use was this thing called Disco Diffusion. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like, mm. it was like, oh, yeah, like yeah. late, last, late awesome. last year. Yeah. And I started like around uh, like October of last year, I started to just mess around with it. And yeah, I just got hooked since then. And since then, I've just been using whatever's coming out. What's the new thing that's coming out? I just start start to try to learn it and and obviously now I have a YouTube channel too, so I uh, talk about those things too. I do tutorials and stuff, and and a lot of content for like social media and stuff. So yeah, it's great that you've been focused on on video way earlier than many other AI content creators. You know, like content creators normally uh, they used to focus a lot on on images, but you have started on the video wave a lot earlier than many other content mm. creators, which is very cool. Yeah, I remember when I when I started off. Um, there wasn't like a lot of stuff uh, like on YouTube, like about like video, AI video. There was some, you yeah. know, some some people, some creators that were there. But I think the reason why my channel started to grow rapidly at the beginning was because of the fact that there weren't there wasn't that many. Now there's so many like there's so many channels that talk about it. Mm. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I took advantage of getting in there early, you know. I, I like the uh, Disco Diffusion piece. There's actually on Twitter right now, there's like a resurgence thread on Disco Diffusion of like all these AI old heads they're calling themselves, which probably like just a year <laughs> or two, right? So, but yeah. they're, they're posting all their work on Disco Diffusion, which is which is awesome. It's such a like, uh, like I've seen very painterly styles, very abstract. You know, this is before like a lot of the solid forms and like facial features and stuff were kind of dialed in. So you see some really, really beautiful stuff. And then the video is really interesting too. I, I've been kind of thinking like, you know, there's these newer tools that are the AI stuff's getting better and better and better all the time. But like these platforms like Disco Diffusion and some others, like they're kind of going to be regarded as like the vinyl of AI, you know, like these like older, yeah. cooler styles that still had a little bit of this like interesting abstractness and soul to them or something. <laughs> yeah. And out of curiosity, I have a quick question for you, E. Which, which type of uh, content or topic regarding AI video do you feel is the one that makes the people more excited between all the tools or all the, mm. you know, uh, 
tutorials that you've done, what do you think it's the one that makes the people more, you know, interested? I, I think whatever the flavor of the month is, to be honest, uh, because there was mm. a t there was a time when uh, the forum was extremely popular because of um, some guy. I think his name was like Original Mac or something. He did this. Uh, he started this trend. I don't know if he started it, but he's the one that kind of blew up with it. He started this. Uh, well, he did this trend where you know they he poses and then suddenly it like the forum takes over the AI uh, video takes over and then you, it, it ah, seems like it's the going zombies. Through, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it seems like it's like a like it's almost it's almost like a it, it looks like it's a camera like uh, traveling through like a 3D world, but it's not, you know. Um, but yeah, that mm -hmm. became very popular, and so like videos about that were just like the thing. And uh, for a while, stable diffusion, every, anything stable diffusion was super super like a hot topic. Then warp fusion was a hot topic because people were doing some really incredible stuff mm. with that. Corda uh, uh, Crew did like an anime. I, I got to work on that too and help them out with that, and that got really popular. Uh, and right now, Comfy, Comfy is the big thing right now with Anime Diff. That's like yeah. the hot topic again, yeah. uh, right at the moment. Uh, I mean, and yeah, it's just whatever the whatever the hot thing is at that moment is what's yeah what people are watching. How's uh, how's Comfy doing with video right now? In your opinion, I think it's the I think it's the best thing at the moment right now uh that's out there to be honest um, comfy with video yeah comfy with video i think so uh -huh. um that's not so, that's, so sta stable video diffusion and animate diff right i mean there's a couple things on yeah. on comfy right now you know I, I back in the day it was like you could just image to image and automatic to make a video which people right. were doing quite a bit of as well that was like the popular thing for a while and then adding control net and so on so um yeah it, I think like stable diffusion video, stable video diffusion, sorry, is like uh, really going to shine in Comfy. Um, the fact that Comfy moves so quick means like yeah. all these these sort of like AI memes that pop up, like you were talking about, you know, the the guy who turns into a bunch of zombie Alice mm. in Wonderland kind of stuff. You know, it's able to really quickly iterate on the new technology that stability is dropping or whatever it might be and build a workflow for it very fast, like we right. saw with SDXL and now a stable video diffusion. I mean, they had it like the next day, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of also developers that are just like really quickly creating things for like whatever comes out. Like before you would have to wait for, you know, some kind of extension to, to appear on first for stable, for automatic, right? Um, and sometimes that could take mm -hmm. weeks, you know? And then with, but I just feel that with, uh, comfy like you get we get it so fast like when they announced uh stable video mm. diffusion i was like when so when is it going to be uh, you know accessible for people in comfy and like it took like i don't know i don't remember how long but it was so fast it was already uh, available for for people in comfy it's crazy yeah i just remember how long it took to have uh control net on excel it took mm. forever even just like a, a faint uh presence mm. of it on on automatic it took months yeah mm -hmm. so i see what you mean the stable video diffusion was interesting because it was like the same night. I remember some some like uh, guy made some workflows and then, you know, I was watching in the comfy thing and the developers launched it. Um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, right now um, it's very basic. So you just take an image and then you'd make a video of it and the video would move. I found it really good for uh, realistic um, illustration. I found was like kind of hit or miss. Um, like sometimes it was like it would just do camera panning with like a flat image instead of actually like making the image move and come alive. 
Um, but uh, I'm really interested in it because you can fine tune it, so on. But the funny thing is there's no prompting, right? It's just like mm -hmm. right now, it's just like you just put a picture in and then you get a video. So it's image to video, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yes, in, instead of video diffusion, when using the config, can you like select an area and oh. have only that area of the image animate? I don't not think yet. that's not, not yet. yet. The not tooling. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure the tooling sure is very, fine. very new. Yeah. It, it does seem like that. Like so far, kind of what I've seen in regards to the tool set for stable video diffusion is there's like um, very quickly people did uh, interpolation workflows. So interpolation is just adding extra frames in between the frames because you only get a short amount of frames, right? It's just like maybe a second of or two of video. And so you want to like, if you add more frames in, you get to extend that. So the 14 or 20 frames or whatever you make um, will make it a much smoother movement versus like a more staggered uh, type movement. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, for me testing it out, at least right now, it seems like it's, uh, it's, it's it does well with like things that look like 3D rendered. Um, it seems to get kind mm. of give like, you know, a lot more. I feel like it does really like, for example, it does really bad with 2D looking like anime kind of stuff. It looks really bad with that for the most mm. part. Um, but uh, just recently, um, I started. I did like I, I worked on this animation uh, that uh, that I just incorporated different uh, just tools of AI, and that was one of the things. Is like I wanted to create a background of like this village that's on fire. And so right away, I'm like, oh, stable video diffusion. So I put that, I ran that through stable video diffusion and it just made moving fire and moving smoke. And I think the fact that it can do that within just like minutes compared to like me having to go into After Effects, trying to, uh, you know, uh, mess around with it to kind of give that effect. It's for me, I think that's that's a great use when it comes to that, like backgrounds and stuff. In your testing, have you found like maybe some tips and tricks in terms of controlling the output? Because as we said right now, you just put an image in. Maybe, maybe you saw something that could help people to get something more specific out of the image they put in, uh, or maybe not. I I think <laughs> I heard I heard well, there, there I heard. is. I, I, I just want. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. There's Sorry, a delay, a, by the way. A delay. So yeah, that, yeah. There's a like a one second delay. I'm in North America, and you guys are in Europe, so you might be. So you can kind of prompt uh, stable video diffusion. Mm. They actually found that you could use the stable diffusion 2.1 models text encoder clip mm. uh, to do some like very basic prompting for it. So some workflows have started to pop up where you can do like one word or two word prompts that will actually affect the output nice. of the motion. So they're mostly looking at the motion. And it's, it's funny, you, know, you talked about like using like fire effects or explosion effects. When Emad was talking about this, he did say that there would be stable video diffusion LoRa's and that it wouldn't just be for camera controls. He was saying that you would also have like a stable video diffusion LoRa for like explosions and stuff nice. like that. So you could do like video effects, which I think that is going to be quite transformative because that's something that a lot of the closed platforms don't have. They just have it via prompting, right? Like you on a... Oh, I want to do like a, you know, a 70s Kodachrome camera or whatever. Sure, you can prompt it. But then the actual training that's going to happen on the stable video diffusion model where you can use that stuff as a LoRa, like that's going to be extremely transformative for the industry. And I think we'll see a lot of stuff in regards to like utilities, like maybe extending longer videos or slow motion or, you know, old film cam with like the the 
blinking um, frames or, you know, there's going to be a lot of different film techniques that will be able to turn into Laura's that you can then like mix match mm. combine with the styling and the prompting. I think it's going to be very powerful in that regard. So Michael Bay, Laura will just make everything yes. explode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, people could do that, right? This is this is the area again where it's like a you know artists might get a little sensitive, like, oh, <laughs> did he use the David Lynch model to make that movie? You know, like, yeah, mm. yeah, of course he used the David Lynch model. You know, it's going to be like <laughs> a little funny like that, I think. Yeah. But but there's so much good video content out there to train, and people will be able to make really creative stuff out of it as the the tools develop. I, I mean, in the industry, Resolve is a free video editor and it has a node-based system in it, right? It's got mm -hmm. After Effects. So there's the potential for this stuff to be incorporated into Resolve. There's potential for it to mm. be used in existing tools. I'm yeah. sure Adobe is going to do something with this technology too, right? Um, or they'll have to. I wonder when a timeline will come into play, you know, because when you start talking about video, then some kind of some form of timeline will come in handy even just in Confi or in uh, automatic 11.11 and i guess you know he can empathize with that coming from a videographer background he probably wants a big oh, timeline that would be that would be so <laughs> sick that would be so you know i feel like uh, there's a lot of uh, well maybe it's starting to shift but when like ai art started the priority was always like images like and video second or mm. third or whatever but I feel, I'm starting to feel like the shift where it's starting to come, the video is starting to come to, to the front yeah. now. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, you never know. <laughs> Timeline. Yeah, we'll I, have to see I if did, the tools adapt yeah. or, uh, or something else will crop out that's just video focused. Uh, we'll see. I, I have a good example of that, actually, in the open source space just recently. So um, I've been working with the Infugue developer pretty closely. And so... Um, Maybe we can actually shift to this topic next, which is Animate Diff, which is, of course, Enigmatic. You, you're a fan of that. You've done a lot of tutorials on it. So the Infugue developer built Animate Diff into their platform. It's Infugue's a very interesting platform. You have like Photoshop-like layers so that you can like denoise and control net together and stuff. It's got a big canvas. So it's, it's really a, a, a wild platform, but he's also built the timeline into it now. So mm. when you animate diff, you get the timeline with prompt travel. So you can move from one prompt to another, generate multiple videos on the timeline um, with layers. It's Basically, like he's really made effects. something unique. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a funny one. Like, I think like a lot of people look at it and just like comfy. They're like a little intimidated right away. They're like, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff? But um, he's been absolutely crushing it as a dev and just releasing stuff nonstop. Like, I can't wait till he puts stable video diffusion and then we'll be like animate diff, stable video <laughs> diffusion, like back and forth. Um, oh because animate diff, for example, like E, you you know, like it works much better for 2D illustration than stable video diffusion does. It's mm -hmm. like they're yeah. very different things in that regard, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is it because it tra it, it's trained on like static GIF? images in a way because because mm -hmm. the result always looks very you know give uh, sequence of images mm -hmm. rather than a video i wonder if it's a product of the fact that it comes from a gif uh, perspective it's so it's it's similar in the sense that it has like a motion training model so the the training's not it's on short videos but uh animate div 
uses those stable diffusion models as a base. So it's not like stable video diffusion where it's trained on a bunch of videos or like zero scope, which is another one that came out earlier um, that used like video trainings and you just generate the video from scratch. Animate diff does use more of a text to image pipeline um, because it's using the stable diffusion models to generate the pictures. And then it's tying them together with like LoRa's for movement. And it's it's really interesting. The, the Animate Diff developers were like, hey, we saw stable video diffusion came out, which is great, but we're actually like pretty happy. And we think we have a unique tool. Like we yeah. don't, we're, we don't feel this is an overlap. We're gonna keep doing what we're doing. Um, and I've seen some really incredible stuff with Animate Diff. Like, that, may, that makes me yeah. think, what what do we know about stable video diffusion? Because like, because like if we can, if in the future we can direct how the image develops in terms of like splicing the, uh, you know, the generation in, um, in chunks where you can say from here to here, you prompt this and from here, from here to here, prompt this. And then, you know, a video with uh, an evolution comes out, like with evolution of events or, you know, like a narrative. I wonder if, if that's possible because I guess that's uh, that depends on how the model uh, behaves with text in general. If it's something that can it can it be interacted with, uh, you know, by prompting it or not. But we don't know much about it, so it's just speculation, I guess. It's it's all new, yeah. It's all yeah. all new technology. I mean, you can do that with Animate Diff today with the prompt travel, like we were talking about, which is great. So I, mm -hmm. I have no doubt that it will be something that you could do, or you could like switch LoRa's, and you know, I think we're gonna find some interesting tools tools with it. Um, but let's, let's just talk briefly about animate diff. Um, you know, E you've got a lot of experience using it. Um, what do you think animate diffs strengths are, you know, right now, um, compared to maybe stable video diffusion or other, other tools out there? I think like you, you had mentioned, it definitely does better when it comes to like uh, 2d kind of stuff. Uh, it does, I've seen like people do some really cool realistic stuff, but it's always like bizarre looking. And it's like, once you once you have like movement, then things start to kind of look, you know, kind of trippy and weird. Um, but when I'm doing stuff like with 2D, like what like or cartoon or anime style, everything seems to just flow a lot better um, than realistic. I feel like people, I've seen a lot of people push for, for like using like, push to use animate uh, uh yeah animate diff for more realistic kind of stuff and it always kind of breaks you know um i've seen some kind of pretty cool things but i think at some point yeah it's just it just struggles to to make things look good like when it's very very realistic um but uh i guess it just also depends like yeah i i, I would say like the strength is definitely with 2d so basically, Animate Diff has more control, but it's stronger with uh, like cartoon or graphic design kind of style, where Stable Diffusion is stronger with realistic images in terms of prompting. But you has you have less control. Is that mm. is that correct? I would say that as of as of today, yeah. Mm -hmm. As of today, exactly. It's interesting. Just yesterday, yeah. Just yesterday, I um I saw that someone had found they said a control net model for animate diff and it was like an animation control mm. and in the bandoko discord i was seeing work that they were doing with it and they had the like pablo escobar on a swing um 
video going. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah. a perfect full replacement. And it was very realistic. Um, I was quite impressed with it. Um, I think that this is something that people have been really obsessed with for a while. It's like you, this reskinning of video, right? Like the complete restylization of a video. Um, there's been a lot of technologies that have sort of done it. Um, and Animate Diff does it quite well because it's got that like consistency to it. Other tools in the past have had like a lot of flickering, a lot of like, because if you're trying to do like text to image, it'll change the picture a million times with all the variation. But it's actually pretty consistent with Animate Diff when you restylize something, I've noticed. And Enigmatic, uh, so because you've been playing a bit more than us with the simple video diffusion, uh, and we discussed about how you know, it's limited in terms of like you have a scene and that's it. I guess it comes natural to want to stitch scenes together at some point, right? Mm. Like you would probably want to say, I have this and then I have that. So yeah, even just like maybe going, maybe you go outside, you know, Stable Diffusion and you know, mm. you, know you jump into Premiere and you start stitching up stuff. Like what's your go-to way to bring uh, sequences together when it comes to generating video in general? I mean, with like stable video diffusion, for example, I've seen I've seen some people create like trailers with it, um, kind of like trailer looking things, and it just looks so cool. Like uh, that's where it really shines right now is like if you can create like sequences of images, like of of make and make it look like some kind of trailer or something like that. It looks really mm -hmm. cool. It looks like you're really watching a trailer. Um, but then people kind of were already doing that with runway uh, with. Uh, yeah, uh, the Gen 2, right? Um, people were already kind of doing that with that before, but now, you know, yeah, with, with yeah. Stable Video Diffusion, you can do that. Um, but w the thing that I kind of do the most mainly is like, it's kind of random, honestly, but like, I think I would say like the animation kind of style where I, uh, I I typically try to like create a background, um, generate a background, like a still background, and then... Um, yeah uh, run run like some kind of animation through animate diff and then and then after that make it look like it's like an animation like a like kind of like a like the anime I, I would say it's more in the style of like what corridor crew with the anime episode that they did mm -hmm. oh nice so like you do you what? animate the background in uh, in stable video diffusion as well as a separate part there are times where i do animate it uh there have been times where I actually also go into like After Effects and just get like a still image that I generated somewhere, like in Stable Diffusion or whatever, and then just add like elements. Like for example, um, like there's 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 this animation where I did where this guy's on a train, and so like with After Effects, I I made it so it kind of lights, uh, like it made it seem like the train is is like moving and there's lights passing passing by. So I added this effect where you see like lights kind of moving as as almost as if the train is moving too and so i add like ai mm -hmm. with after effects and just kind of create kind of uh bring it to life in that way too i think that's one of the things that yeah. a lot of people might know me for more because i do include other tools like i do go into blender i do go into after effects uh and i do do a lot of editing and i think there's not uh, there are a lot of people doing that too but i think uh not not the majority i would say uh, I'm really curious on what you were doing with with Corridor Crew. Were you doing like animate diff stuff like you were talking about, or how were you involved in that in that project? I mean, their videos are awesome, so I'm I'm really interested to hear how that went. At the time, I was using yeah, I was using Warp Fusion, and uh, that's also very strong. I would say that's very close to animate diff when it comes to just the quality too. 
but I just feel like, uh, and I, I think Comfy kind of, uh, from my opinion, it kind of is Comfy's a little bit better because you get to just customize it way more. So I was using Warp Fusion at the time, and I did so I did this this animation that I uploaded on social media, and it caught the eye of um, Nico, the guy, well, the guy. I think he's one of the founders of uh, Quarter Crew, one of the guys, and uh, mm-hmm. he contacted me and asked me. He asked me some questions about my animation and stuff. And then he, at some point he asked like if I wanted to kind of help them make the second episode of the anime that they, they had uh, done. Uh, and uh, I said, yeah. And so we just started to, he built, they built a team and then we just started working and it was like a team of like five people, five other AI artists. And yeah, so like they just started sending us videos like, hey, this, you know, or no, they didn't send us videos. They gave us a list of videos and we got to choose which videos we, want, we wanted to work on. And then just we just mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. we started running those through uh, Warp Fusion. We also started sharing like settings with each other and, and you know, sharing the best settings that, that worked and they gave us the best quality. And it, we were done so fast. Like with that small team, we we did like <laughs> like the episode so, so quickly. Like it was crazy because I thought like this is going to take a few months. I don't think it even took a month. Like I think a few, mm-hmm. it took a few weeks, and we were already done. It's crazy how fast, uh, and it just—it's just like a testament of like where this can lead to, you know. And I, I know some people don't want to hear that because they're like, "Well, you're taking away work from people and all that." Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like you can't stop. You can't stop technology. Just like just like when I was going to school and they told me, "Hey, they're they're not hiring people who do mm-hmm. audio as much." And I had to shift like that's like I couldn't just like get mad at people who record in their in their basement with their laptop, you know, and because I couldn't find a job, you know. Uh, sorry, this is a hot take, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all agree that you cannot stop progress, right? Yeah, I, I actually did the uh, the audio engineering thing too, so I know exactly where you're coming from, exactly yeah. on the job job market bit. I think I think it would be interesting to just kind of get like a quick overview of some of the other tools that are out there for like people who are listening, they're interested in tools. You know, Warp Fusion is one. We'll put links to all these in the description. Um, it's a pretty interesting tool, gets lots of consistency. So for that restylization, right? That like control net video restylization, that one is great. Um, Disco Diffusion, we talked about as an older one, we talked about Pika, Runway. I'd really like to talk about one of the the classics of the space, which is Deforum. I find it like such an interesting um, technology. It's been around for a while. It's in Automatic 11.11. It's an extension in there. Um, it sort of uses an image-to-image workflow. And uh, it's been open source for a while, but it's it's quite an unusual one. So if you've ever seen those like videos where it looks like it's just like constantly morphing, mutating, regenerating, changing... That's Deforum, right? And you were talking a little bit about this like camera control aspect to it. You know, what do you think, E, what do you think about Deforum and kind of the technology? Like what what do you like about it? What do you find it useful for? Yeah. Well, you know, I I kind of I kind of want to like take back maybe what I what I said earlier about like this is what I think the best thing is. I, I think it's I think the best thing, what yeah. I meant by it, is like it's the best thing for a specific purpose, right? And I think mm. that all these new tools that we have, it's just like, it's it's just like saying, you know, which is better, Premiere or um, DaVinci, right? Like each person will say why they think one is better mm-hmm. than the other or whatever. 
And I think each per like each per each person has their purpose of why they want to use it. And I think, oh, the form is like it has so many things you can do with it. Like I think there's so much that people haven't even tried. Like like syncing syncing the AI to like music. That's such a powerful thing that mm. I mean you see I've seen it. People have done it, but I just feel like a lot of people haven't really explored that yet. And there's so much mm -hmm. there's so much there that you can mess around with that you can play with. That it, it's it's really insane, but I, I do wonder if I, I heard this. I don't know. I just I don't know how true it is, but I did hear like a rumor from somebody. It might have been just someone just random, um, but that said that they're working like on a on like a second iteration of it. But that would be crazy if they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the the question of like which tool is the best always sparks from the perspective of, oh, there's so many tools around and I have so little time. Yeah. So which one should I learn first to make the most of my time? You know, it, as you said, it's always, it just leaves the time that it, that it takes because each one of these tools has its own strengths that we just talked about, you know, one is better for this and the other one is better for that. But right. I guess that's why people often ask that because they want to know what should I learn to make the most out of the time I spend learning it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I personally stuck with Deform for a very long time. So for me, it was like the best tool, I thought. And what's interesting is it's a very abstract tool. Um, so in it, there are keyframes that you can set and you can generate videos for as long as you want on prompts. You can set prompts per keyframe. You can set the rate that things mutate and change. But there's also this 3D camera control. So there's a bunch of modes in it, but 3D is really the only good one um, for the camera modes anyways. And you get this sort of three-dimensional space that you can move your camera around in. You can look up, down, left, right. Once I started like getting that control and the acceleration and speed of the camera, it's really interesting. And, and E, what you were talking about with like audio reactivity, there's actually a whole suite of tools in um, uh, Parsec, Parsec, which exactly. give you this advanced like mathematical calculations that you can pull off uh, according to your music. And to me, it's not like at, I'm a video artist. You can see here, I've done live visuals. I've, I've had a video art conference, Viticon that I threw, um, for several years. And you see a lot of like VJs, v visual jockeys go out there and they'll do audio reactivity. And it's just like, you know, it's a four, four house beat, boom, boom, boom. And then it will be like flash, 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 flash. And that's like, to me, it's like the most boring way to do it. But with the forum, you can make anything audio reactive, really. You can make the like the speed that it mutates audio reactive. You can make the speed of the camera and like the pulsation of the camera. You can do like different image settings or your prompts. It's it's really fascinating how much actual control you have over using things in Deforum. And that's before you even start adding in control nets or like video input. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, we've seen some very cool uh, music videos with it, you know. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, interesting. I, just, I interviewed um, this guy, Yuri, uh, who has a band called Fumage. And we were talking about it and it was an interesting discussion because in this space, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who get into AI art and it becomes like a, um, like a, a, just a quirk, a thing that's funny. It's like you, you put in something, you get a video oh, that's neat and you move on. But when you're talking about like crafting a message that leaves an emotional impact with the viewer, like really like creating a narrative and a story, you know, that's where using these tools can be quite different. Um, 
And so he did that with Parsec and Deforum and was able to get, you know, like make crescendos to his music where it would be like exploding stars and nebulas. And then it would go back to like, you know, a planet and a house and a person when in the chorus came in. So um, it's really incredible. Like, I think that that's where the future of human input in this stuff is, is like making this overarching narrative and story um, to drive the... Uh, the AI that's going to do all the like the grunt work, you know? Yeah, I think, as you say, video has the potential to be the one that is the most emotionally impactful. You know, Enigmatic, I'd, we'd love to hear more. Do you have any closing thoughts on AI video and the state of it or the future of it? I would just say that it's it's just crazy at the, the pace we're going out with when it comes to this, because like about a year ago when I started, like everything looks so, so different than what how things look today. And I'm just excited. I'm just excited to where things are going. And I'm excited for all the new tools too. Like, like I said, I, I, I think, I don't think there's the best one, a best tool. I think you can get good at any of them and do really impressive things with each individual thing. And I think that that diversity, I think that's, that's amazing because then you don't have people just using the same thing, having pumping out the same thing that looks the same. I think the fact that there are so many tools starting to be developed and, and that's accessible to people. I think you can have somebody who's super like masters deformed. There can be somebody who mastered warp, warp fusion. There can be somebody who mastered automatic, like the stuff you do with automatic and, or with anime diff, like, and you can have people that master those different tools and they don't, they don't need to know everything. You know, they don't need to know all, they don't need to master every tool, mm. but they can master, they can focus on when it comes to like, like, like you were saying, Alex, about like, which one should I start with? I think the person, you know, the person just should gravitate towards the one that they that they like, you know, and then go with it yeah. and just master it. Don't don't worry about the noise <laughs> all around, because I think that's the biggest thing that you feel mm -hmm. overwhelmed because of oh, this new thing came out. This new, other new thing. So I, there's so much to keep up with. But I think that just playing with what you have, the toys that you have uh, there in front of you, just just getting really good at it. I think that that can take someone really far, I think. Yeah, I agree, because no matter the limitations of the tool, if you master it, you're still going to do something very cool yeah. if you master it. Awesome. Well, today we talked in depth about AI video. We went over all the major tools that we could in this short amount of time that we had on the episode. There was a lot more we could have gone into with a lot of these. Um, but uh, I think we covered, you know, covered a little bit of everything that's out mm -hmm. there. Of course, you can follow uh Enigmatic E on YouTube. The link is in the description. It has some great tutorials and walkthroughs, explains things in a very easy to break down way. So if you're new to AI video, you want to learn, this is the guy to start with. Um, we'll also have links to socials and so on. Yeah. Do you have any other social media you want to talk about here? Uh, just Instagram, Enigmatic E, Twitter, 8bit underscore E. Uh, it's Enigmatic underscore E uh, with the Instagram and YouTube. Awesome. And of course, for AI Expressed, Alex and I can be found on LinkedIn, um, as well as other social medias, which will be linked below. And please do like and subscribe on YouTube and uh, subscribe on various podcast sources like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon Audible. That all helps. So, um, yeah, this has been a good show. Thanks for coming on Enigmatic E. Definitely awesome to have a guest and get a unique vision on uh, on video. Thanks, cool. everyone. Thanks, uh, thanks, Enigmatic, for showing up. Uh, yeah, no, just thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. 
Uh, AI Expressed is sponsored by Run Diffusion. Of course, this is a place where you can launch all the latest AI video tools um, in Comfy UI, which we have available for Animate Diff and Stable Video Diffusion, um, as well as Diffforum in Automatic 11.11. 11.